Welcome to the fourth podcast in our series, How to Get New Business. My name is Tina Stock, and with me in this podcast, you'll hear the voice of Darren Chirazzo. In this series, some of our top new business sellers give their tips for success. And in case you missed it, in the first three episodes of this series, they shared how to find prospects and turn them into opportunities, then gave some tips on how to make the pitch, and now they're going to share on how to overcome objections and close the sale. This episode is actually part one on closing the sale with our guests, Corel Tosca, Amanda Melendez, and Anthony Torres. So listen up as Corel addresses the objection of, let me think about it. Corel, what is the most common objection you hear and how do you overcome it? Probably the biggest objection I hear is just the whole, let me think about it, which everybody mm-hmm. does. That just means either A, I haven't sold them enough on it, or B, they're trying to make an excuse of why they don't want to do it. I'm a very informative person when I do my presentations. They're typically about 45 minutes long, and I cover so many bases that most of the time, most of the people can't really come up with anything other than the fact that they just can't afford it or they're not willing to invest in their company at that time. And you can't sell somebody that doesn't want to buy something. So my biggest thing is if you don't want to invest into your company, you don't feel this is going to be beneficial, or you can't see this increasing your new sales, there's nothing I can do for you. I'm here to help businesses grow their business. My sign guy four years ago was doing half a million dollars in sales. Now he just cleared the $3.2 million marker in, in three years. That's where I get businesses. If you don't want to be there, I can't force you. But if you want to see your business grow, we have plenty of tools that help get you there. The internet space out here, they've heard the pitch a hundred times. Really, it's just whether they just believe in you or not. You really out here, you're selling yourself and they're buying you. They're not really so much buying the product. So if they feel like they're going to be able to connect with you, if they feel you're going to be persistent, if they feel that you're going to be on their reports and updating everything on a, on a everyday basis. Cause I, I really do my, do my 30 day touch points every single month with every single client of mine. And I'm making adjustments and open up cases every single time. So if they don't believe you're going to be that individual, you can say anything you want. You can tell them they're going to win the lottery and here's the magic numbers. And if they don't believe in you, they're not going to go for it. Now you'll hear from Amanda Melendez on how building trust helps her to close the sale. Every objection, I guess it's the cost. It's not in my budget. Well, how can it not be in your budget to drive more business? Whenever somebody says it's not my budget or I rely on word of mouth, and it's not that they don't want to be sold to because they do. They just want to believe in you. And I think that they're trying to build trust. So I think their biggest concern is this to me is just money leaving my pocket versus return on investment. So I guess it's my obstacle is turning around to see what's going to come of this, and it's just not money being thrown on the table. How do you demonstrate trust, and how is that something that other people in our company could also demonstrate? Okay, so to be completely honest with you, I think that some people have it and some people don't. And I think that there's a natural talent when it comes in to sales and and being able to build a rapport with somebody sitting across the table from you. You know, I've been in sales for 10 years and I think that everything of my success in sales has been um, because I and able to read people, the other person sitting across from me, their body language, when they start to open up and they relax, you have to break down that barrier because when you go in, everybody has this wall and you have to defeat that wall to get 
to the inside of the other person to find what their, it's kind of like a needs assessment. They're not going to tell you what they need unless they trust you. With me, it's trying to find something relatable to the person sitting across from me. So like I said, every, every phone call I make, every initial meeting I set up with the person that I'm meeting with, I go in to be their friend before I go in to be their salesperson. So, Anthony, give us your top objection and how you deal with it. I think the top one I come across is that people really want to know is, can they trust me and is it going to work? That's usually a blend of both. And one of the things I share with them, I share with them how long I've been in the industry. And I've I've actually worked with over 5,000 businesses in over 200 industries. So I explain that to them. I show them how it works. And I show them the traffic. And I show them the existing advertisers. And I remind them that, of that old saying that uh, if you want to if you want to uh, really get a good glimpse of who's being successful, follow the money. And so following the money in our world is getting people on YP.com, getting them on Google, showing them the search results, and showing them how it's working for other people, and actually walking them through the process and the steps and, and having them agree along the way with trial close and say, hey, look, do you see how this is working for them? Of course, they say yes. And then they say, they say do you see how it will work for you? And then right. that's usually the, right. the stumping point. And then they either say yes or no, but they always say yes. And they say, look, let's go ahead and start today, and let's go ahead and, and, and make this happen for you so you can start achieve, achieving your goals and your objectives. But the main thing is this, is will it work, and can you trust me? And that's what I do. I'll continue with you, Anthony. Approximately, how long does it take you from the initial call to where you finally go out and, and have a meeting? And how many, how many calls and visits does it take you on average to close a deal and get ink on the contract? You know, I've experienced a lot of what Corel experiences too. It could be anywhere from two weeks to three weeks to 30 days. But I'm always touching points. Like I just called a, a person today. I met with them uh, three weeks ago, and they're trying to come up with a two-months advance payment so they can get a search campaign. They, and I called them today thinking they'd be ready, but they're not going to be ready till the uh, mid to end part of this week. So it varies. What I would suggest to all the reps is stay consistent, keep your activity level up. What I do is I drive my activity towards keeping my pipeline full. So I have a pipeline that has like 28 spots and of people I'm currently working with and having conversations with. I'm driving to keeping that list filled, and then I'm driving towards follow-up, and then I'm starting to meet people at various points of, of their state of readiness, whether it's a financial or whether you know they just got their act together and they've got all dots connecting in their business. So to answer your question, I just drive towards the activity and let it all take care of itself. What I don't do, I'm not a pressure seller. There's a difference between backing a client into a corner and forcing them to sign something as opposed to laying it out in front of the table and letting them buy something. So I'm really into letting people buy a solution from us. I'm not, I'm not a grinder. I used to be, back in the day, I mean, I used to pressure people, but I realized that I wasn't really establishing the right kind of relationship that I wanted to get with the client and also the way I wanted to represent the company. Obviously, Anthony brought up a really good point about how long it can take to close a sale. So we went back to Corral, and he told us about a company that it took him three years to close and how he manages to keep his pipeline full so that these long sales cycles don't impact his immediate results. I would say the quickest sell I've had thus far with a new prospect was probably my Crown Lexus, and it took about three weeks. It was literally going in, introducing myself, getting his email, 
sending an email on the product and how we're different, which was mobile display to go after auto intenders as a segment. Then it was going in and asking the questions like, what are you trying to achieve? What are you doing currently? What is your cost per acquisition? Yada, yada, yada. And got him on mobile display. Then he just kept giving us more and more budget where he was up to, I think, up to his highest month so, so far has been $6,000 in one month on mobile display. And then I have like a, a, my, my custom door guy I just closed. That was two years. And I'm closing another one on Wednesday with uh, this company called Sun Tamers. I've been working him for three years. I lost a bid to reach local. And then a year later, I lost uh, again to White Shark. And then he gave them a try for a year. And now he's finally going to give us a shot in signing contracts on Wednesday after three years. I keep a list, about 150 leads that I cycle through. But any human being in sales can't be consistent with more than 50 businesses, period. So 50 is kind of where I figure I max out, where I can't be persistent enough with the business owner to get my face in front of them every two to three weeks. Pretty much about 40 to 50 lines of business. I'm literally hitting them up once every two to three weeks on a consistent basis, and I've been doing that for years. And it's just really timing. Do they trust you? Have they seen you enough? Have they worked with you? Are you pointing out things that they're finding to be relevant? The reason I got a Magiani Doors finally after two years was I went in the spy through, dissected his campaign, and saw one of his key words that he was bidding for was hardwood floors. Well, he doesn't do hardwood floors. So once I pointed that out, that opened up the gates to be able to get in there, sign a $2,500 contract for one location. If it works in 90 days, he's adding his New Jersey location and doubling the budget for each. So that can easily turn into a $10,000 a month deal. So my life cycle is literally two to three weeks to two to three years. Trust, persistence, keeping the pipeline filled. Just some of the great tips from our sellers. On the next and final podcast of our series, you'll hear some more ideas for closing a sale. Until then, thank you. Thank you for your time and have a great day. Bye-bye.